Emily in Paris, 21st of October, 2020. An Englishman in Paris writes about Emily in Paris. Non-fiction versus fiction. If you haven't seen this series on Netflix, I'd suggest giving it a go. There is so much debate about this series at present, it's worth making up your own mind. According to the New York Times, Parisians hate it. The Guardian say it helps with the suspension of real life. It's about an American girl, played by the daughter of real life Phil Collins, who moves from Chicago to Paris for work as a last minute swap for her boss. It's written by the man behind Sex in the City, as well as Beverly Hills 90210. And, dependent on your perspective, you may choose to ignore that. It's based around social media, networking and marketing. There is, however, more to it than that. Not much more on the outside, but with a little thoughtful digging, you'll start to appreciate the characters and their stories more. And that's down to the writing, which the actors deliver with such elegance, panache and naturalness, you'd think they were real. There are some amazing Paris and some interesting facts sprawled throughout the script. Is it real Paris? Clichés aside, I guess it is. It's not the whole Paris, but it is still Paris nonetheless. The characters are fairly believable, but in all honesty, do we even care? This is a series on Netflix that transports us away from a pandemic. It forgets about social distancing, face masks, lockdowns and curfews. It is an absolute dream maker that lasts just shy of half an hour, which is a shame, especially as there's only 10 minutes at present. The sites and venues that are used in Emily in Paris are both the typical and the touristic, yet there are little pockets of wonderment available in the eateries that are shown. Yes, as a writer, I want to go and sit where Hemingway wrote. I still want to visit the upstairs of Orpan Twibtown Cliddell. Yet, there is a risk that the positive reception this series has had could make the crowds flock and the charm may soon disappear. Regardless, I'll be hunting down a pan au chocolat from Boulangerie Moderne on my next visit. The soundtrack that accompanies this series is an absolute twirling bedazzlement of oral pleasure. Little and often, there's always something playing. And it's not required as a space filler, but there isn't enough time to require it. What it does is simply sit there in the near background, adding to the entire feel of the show, but without you realising it. And that sums up Paris. One moment that I must mention in the soundtrack is a truly encapsulating version of La Vie en Rose. Yes, another French cliche being used, but oh my days if I may indulge in another one, Ashley Park truly made it her own. Goosebump moment. Thank you for letting us hear your talent. There isn't much left to say except that Netflix have given us, in my opinion, another little gem that thankfully isn't so hidden. 
there's so much going on, you can't help but be caught up in its entirety. That's the magic of Paris. Quote by Paul Drabelle.